<laughs> yeah, that's okay though, you know, just ignore me. Uh, this is week number three in our series, uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Ghost. And by the way, that song is from uh, Mercy Me. They're like my favorite, so that's just for free. That's probably why Andy's up here singing it. Uh, and that's from their album called Lifer. And uh, it'll get under your skin. It's like my new favorite right now. So if you have uh, Spotify or Apple iTunes or if you're old school, you can order it up and get yourself a CD, right? Or an 8-track tape or however you do it, okay? Uh, anyway, uh, week number three. First Sunday, we looked at the promise of Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. That's on the cover of your bulletin. Uh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you're going to use that power to be my witnesses, it says, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all the way to Uganda. So uh, our, our mandate, according to Acts 1 in verse 8, Jesus says, you're going to get power, and then you're going to take that power to the ends of the earth. In Acts chapter 2, day of Pentecost, in the upper room, 120, I would say they were ordinary, just like us, average people, received the promise of the Holy Spirit. That power that was promised in Acts 1.8 got delivered to the church in Acts chapter 2. Now here's what's interesting, 120 ordinary average people literally <laughs> wrecked Jerusalem for the gospel of Jesus, turned Jerusalem upside down, and it happened like immediately, 3,000 come to faith in Christ, uh, and, and now they're already on the march. Now here's what we need to understand, okay? the very same Holy Spirit they received in the upper room is the same Holy Spirit you and I receive when we say yes to Jesus by faith. Sometimes we think, no, no, it's, it's, they got some extra special gift. No, it's the very same third person of the Trinity that they received, we receive, when we say yes to the cross of Christ and the empty tomb. And with that same power, they turned Jerusalem, and then it spread to Judea, and then they powerfully carried it to Samaria, and then they went to the ends of the earth with the gospel. Um, I'm just telling you the message of Jesus Christ, and, and what was the empowering agent of spreading that message? What was the power source? And the answer would be, it's the Holy Spirit, King James, it was the Holy Ghost, that was working through them. And uh, last week we saw how powerful that Holy Spirit is. Romans 8 and verse 11 says this, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. So I'm, a, I'm just going to say, if you're a follower of Jesus here today, if you've said yes by faith to Jesus, then the very person who raised Jesus literally, bodily, physically from the dead, where is he living today? In us. More specifically, where is he living? In, in me. He's living in me. And we've got to get that on our hard drive. We need, we need to get that tattooed on our hearts and minds and souls. 
the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living in us, is living in me. Romans 8, verse 11. I, I would argue that many, probably most, followers of Jesus in our country today, we feel pretty powerless. We, we feel like we really don't have much to offer this, this world, this culture around. It's really hard. I feel powerless to make a difference in my world today. It, I feel powerless to get victory over this stubborn sin that I'm battling. I, I feel powerless to live a holy, Jesus-honoring life. I feel powerless to stand against Satan and the demonic forces. I, I would argue that most Christians today feel pretty powerless. I, what, what can I do? Um, I'll say this one more time. The greatest demonstration of power in all of history is what? When Jesus Christ, literally early Sunday morning, bodily, physically, arose from the dead. And who empowered Romans 8.11? This is key. Romans 8.11, who empowered Jesus Christ to stand up and walk out of that tomb? What's the answer to that? It's God the Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit, Romans 8 and verse 11 says, that lives in us is what empowered Jesus Christ to arise from the dead. So when we get that, suddenly now, no, I'm not powerless, nor are you. If you're a follower of Jesus, then the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in you. Matter of fact, if the Holy Spirit hasn't taken up residence in your life, then you're not a follower of Christ. That's what makes us followers of Jesus. It's the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit that makes all the difference in the world. Today we're going to see that that same Holy Spirit that takes up residence in, in our lives is powerful, but he's also a powerful teacher. Now we need teaching today like never before to instruct us and guide us and lead us in this crazy world we live in. And we're going to look at that today in John chapter 14 and John chapter 16. So if you've got your Bible, John 14, and we're going to go to 16. Or, if you prefer, get your phone out, and we'll go to John chapter 14, and then we'll go to John chapter 16. And, and we're going to read out loud together about the spirit of truth that's available to powerfully direct our steps. We live in a pretty dark world today, and I'm just telling you, that powerful spirit of truth shows us how to walk, how to stay on track, how not to get distracted, how not to get knocked down as we walk and live strong for Jesus. Would you stand with me, if you're able? John chapter 14, we'll uh, read verses 25 and 26, and then we'll go to John chapter 16 and read verses 12, 13. And 14. Let's read together, okay? Here we go. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, 
and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Let's pray. Lord, we need uh, to receive all the instruction that you have for us. And we're grateful, Lord, that the delivery system that you uh, have for us is your Holy Spirit. So uh, we're open, we're ready to receive what you have for us. We live in a world that seems overwhelming and the forces of evil and this fallen world system, Lord, it feels like we're powerless. Powerless to forgive those who've harmed us, powerless to defeat old habits that continue to trip us up, powerless, Lord, to make a difference in northern Michigan. But Lord, your book tells us differently. <laughs> your truth declares something very different than our feelings. So Lord, I'm asking that you'll help us to set the feelings to the side. And would you help us even right now to focus on your truth? Lord, it's your book that is our instruction manual for life. So help us, Lord, to understand what your instruction manual says is true. And Lord, I'm praying that we'll begin to believe and think and speak and live in alignment with your truth, even if we feel differently. So Lord, we're going to need your help. Would you come and meet us today? Meet your church right where we're at. I just say, speak, Lord, your church, we're listening. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one strong voice, you can be seated. <laughs> the one thing that you and I need the most is the spirit of truth. Look at John chapter 14 and verse 17, John chapter 16 and verse 13. Uh, it calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. Without the Holy Spirit coming and teaching and guiding and instructing us, we're just groping around in the dark. Literally, we're just kind of feeling around and trying to live like the rest of the world uh, walking around in darkness. Look at verse 26, John chapter 14. But the advocate, the paraclete, the, the helper, the one who comes alongside, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, what's he going to do? He's going to teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Now, let me just say the promise here is that everything that we need, everything that you need, everything that I need to grow and mature in faith in Christ, everything that you and I need to live victoriously and get victory over our old sin natures and get victory over Satan's temptations uh, in our life or the allure of sin, everything that we need to get victory and to grow and mature has been given in the truth teacher. Look at verse 26. 
He's, he's going to help us grow. Everything, all things that we need are going to be found because the truth teacher is going to take God's truth and give us a solid foundation. Sometimes we, we get, oh, it's all the Bible. All you need to know is just know and get facts in, in the Bible. Other folks say, no, no, all you need is the Holy Spirit, and if you're walking with the Spirit, then you're going to be good. Listen close. Jesus says, no, you've got to put those two together. You tracking with me? You need to know and understand and believe and speak and live out God's Word, and then you need to do it in the power of the Spirit of truth. And isn't that a dynamic combination? You know God's word, you live God's word, you speak God's word, and then you get filled up with the spirit of truth that helps us to understand and gives us the power to live it out. That's what he's talking about. All things we need to live a solid, maturing, growing faith in Christ is found in the spirit of truth. Now here's what's interesting. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have the spirit of truth, the truth teacher to help you grow, to mature, to get a solid foundation. But those who don't know Jesus, think about people that you know they don't want to know or, or maybe they've just never heard or maybe they've heard it and they're just not. The smartest, most brilliant person you know, they don't understand spiritual truth. Let me prove it to you. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 21 says this, For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Translation, if you don't have the spirit of Jesus living in you, if you don't have the spirit of truth taking up residence, then without the Holy Spirit you can't know, you can't understand, you can't comprehend, you can't compute God's truth. You ever talk to somebody who doesn't know Jesus about biblical truth and you're trying to share truth with them and they're looking at you funny, it's like, I, I, I don't get it. And, and that would be why. They're not going to get it because they don't have the spirit of truth residing in them. The Apostle Paul, talking about those who don't know Jesus personally, 2 Timothy 3.7 says this about them. They're always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. They got lots of knowledge. They're really smart people, but until you have the spirit of truth, you're not going to understand biblical truth. You're not going to understand God's ways. You're not going to understand what Jesus is all about until you get the spirit of truth living inside of you. The wisest the smartest people that you know, if they don't know Jesus, spiritual truth is fuzzy. It's a mystery. I don't get it. Why? Because they don't have the giver of truth living inside of them. And I'm just telling you, we have an amazing gift that, that's living right with us, and we need to embrace that. We need to uh, receive the spirit of truth. And now we take God's word, and now we take the, the spirit of truth living in us, and that combination is just powerful. Okay, um, Go to John chapter 16, uh, slide down to verse 13. We, 
We read that just a couple minutes ago. It says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. Did you catch that? How much truth? All of it. All of it. He'll not speak on his own. He'll speak only what he hears, hears from the Father and the Son, and then he's going to tell you what you have to come. He'll glorify me because it's from me he'll receive what he will make known to you. So we have this perfect delivery system from the Father, from the Son, to us, living inside of us, speaking and making known the truths of God's Word, the Bible. Now here's the hard question, okay? If you've been given the Spirit of truth, if the Holy Spirit lives right here, then why are there people who have the Holy Spirit living inside of them, ready to turn on the light of God's Word if they'll dig in? Why are so many followers of Jesus uninformed when it comes to the book? Okay, that's, that's the hard question. Uh, why are so many, I, I use the nice word uninformed, but, but why are so many followers of Jesus ignorant of truth? Because they've got the Holy Spirit, and, and now they have the ability to dig in and learn and grow and understand how come so many followers of Jesus know little or no truth. If you have uh, your Bible, take your phone. Uh, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, okay? Because uh, I want to show you the reason why followers of Jesus oftentimes... Yeah, I've got the spirit of truth living here, um, but I don't know much about the Bible. I, I don't know much truth. I'm not living much truth. Maybe I know it, but I'm not putting it into practice. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Oh, by the way, Peter's writing to followers of Jesus here. Okay? So he's not talking to folks who are without faith in Christ. He's not talking to people who don't have the spirit of truth living in them. Here's what he says, 1 Peter 2.1, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. I like to call those the filthy five, okay? Uh, therefore, Christian, follower of Jesus, here's the command, it's not a suggestion, rid yourselves of all, ready, malice, Deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. So if you've said yes to Jesus and you've received the gift of the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, he's asking a hard question. Look at it, verse 1. Why are you scratching each other's eyeballs out there? Peter says, why are you biting and devouring each other? Why are you behaving like immature babies. Why, why are you behaving like a spoiled, rotten brat? How's that for blunt? <laughs> Jesus has promised us that as we dig in to truth, the Word, the Bible, and this goes hand in hand with the Spirit of truth that lives here, as I dig in, the Holy Spirit will help us to understand and comprehend what we're learning. Verse 2, Here, here's the rub. Here's why 
the filthy five get a hold of our lives. It says, uh, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it, the pure spiritual milk, the truth of God's book, that you may grow up into your salvation. A couple thoughts. Did you know that you don't automatically become a mature follower of Christ the moment you say yes to Jesus? I hope you knew that. It takes time, right, Glenn? It takes, it takes effort. It takes diligence. I, I need to walk with Jesus, and I need to drink lots of the spiritual milk of God's Word, and then I need to ask the Spirit of Truth, help me to understand it and believe it and think it and put it into practice in my life. It's by feasting on God's Word that we grow up. It's by feasting on the book that we quit behaving like immature baby brat Christians. <laughs> so let's just think about verse 2 for a minute. Newborn baby... Grant, you know a little bit about that. Um, how old is Grace now? Almost five months. Okay. Um, let's say Grace has gone six, seven, eight hours since she ate last. Okay. And uh, let's uh, just assume Christine's gone somewhere, and uh, you've you are now in charge, and now you're you're out of milk, you're out of formula. And let's say she went away for the night and you thought you had enough and now it's 3 a.m. and she's doing what after six, seven, eight hours? What does a baby do uh, when it hasn't been fed for six, seven, eight hours? And the answer is, <laughs> it's going to cry. So, uh, Brant gets up and he says something very mature to Grace. Go to sleep. <laughs> Quit crying like a baby. I'll get you some milk. I'll get you some formula in the morning. Just go to sleep. Um, how's that going to go over, Brent? <laughs> is that going to solve it? Is, is, is the situation taken care of just by saying, get over it? And, and of course, the answer is no. Now, look again at verse 2. I want you to understand what Peter's saying. He says, followers of Jesus, we were created to crave and seek after the sincere milk of God's book. Are you tracking with me? That's how we were. When you said yes to Jesus and the spirit of truth took up residence, suddenly now we are wired to be hungry for God's word. Why? Because that's how we grow up. That's how we mature. That's how we move out of the baby stage of Christianity. And now suddenly, I'm beginning to grow and mature. And unless the spirit of truth helps you dig in and understand and believe and think and speak and live out, you're going to stay a baby Christian. That's how we grow up. And I want you to understand, the Lord has gifted us with a supernatural tutor. Some of you are thinking, you know, I don't, I don't know that I, uh, this is just too hard of a book. No, you have the greatest teacher in all of history, and where does the greatest tutor, the greatest teacher in all history, where does that tutor and teacher live? Point, point, where you got to know this for you. Oh, he lives right here, <laughs> and, and he took up residence in my life to teach me, 
and, and to help me learn and, and understand and, and live out spiritual truth. That's what the spirit of truth is all about. 1 Peter 2, verse 3. Then he quotes Psalm 34, 8. It says, taste and see that the Lord is what? Taste and see. Did you know he's talking about the Lord? But in context here, he's talking about the Lord's book. Taste and see. Yes, the Lord is good. But so is his milk. And so is his meat. And so is his words and instruction to our lives. Learning to grow and dig and hunger after the truth. That's what being a follower of Jesus is all about is being hungry, and I'm going to grow. This is the tastiest food that there is. So we got a choice, church fam, right? Here's our choice. Um, I don't think I'm smart enough for the book. Um, I just got to be honest, I find it kind of boring. I really don't have time to dig in. And here's what I know. Look at verse 1. When we believe that lie, I'm not smart enough. It's boring. I don't have time enough. The result will be church family. Look at verse 1, the filthy five. My life will be marked filled with malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. And I would just say, if you just think about your, your life right now, and if the filthy five are pretty active in your life today, um, here's what I know, you're not daily feasting on God's book. When the filthy five are there, that's evidence, that's fruit. I'm not taking the time, or I've believed the lie, I'm too busy, it's too hard, it's, it's too boring. Or, you can say, Lord, make me hungry for your truth. If you're not hungry, if you just say, you know, Pastor Jeff, i just got to be honest. I just have no desire to read the book. Then I would say, then you need to make your first prayer. Are you ready? Lord, make me hungry. (laughs) Because something must be wrong. So show me if there's something wrong, if there's something I need to adjust. Okay, I'm willing to adjust. But Lord, help me to get hungry for your word. Help me to be hungry for truth. I don't want the filthy five destroying my testimony. And oh, by the way, that's what it does. I don't want the filthy five destroying my marriage. And oh, by the way, that's what it will do. You, you just stay a baby Christian. You don't, you don't get hungry in God's word. You don't allow the Holy Spirit to empower you to live it out. It'll destroy relationships, even the most significant one, husband and wife. It'll destroy your kids. It'll destroy your peace and your joy. It's going to be a little bit like that baby that's starving. You know, I I need to get to the point where I'm just going to scream and and I'm going to cry out and I'm going to do whatever it takes till I get fed. And I just want you to know that's why there is such a thing as church. Because our duty as church is to help one another grow. So you got the Holy Spirit, and you got brothers, and, and, and I just want you to know we're here to help you to learn, to dig in. And then you already have the Spirit, 
the, the great tutor, the most awesome teacher living inside of you, I promise you're smart enough. I, I promise as you start digging, it won't be boring anymore. And I promise if you'll make the time, it'll be well worth it. It'll be well worth it. I've uh, asked Samuel Lyon. Would you make your way up here? Uh, Samuel is going to help me demonstrate uh, what we're talking about here. And uh, come on up here in front of everybody, Samuel. Do you guys know Samuel? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to blindfold you right now. And he, I've already chatted with him, and he said, I'm good with that. Okay? So, yeah, here we go. Okay? That's fresh, too. Ready? Okay. It, it hasn't been used by, by man or beast. Uh, so, I'm going to spin you around a bit, okay? Because I want you, can you see, by the way? No, no. Nothing? Nothing? That's a pretty good mask, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. It's a sleeping mask, okay? So you don't even know which way you're, you're, you're facing right now, and that's a good thing, Whoa. okay? Because, are you ready? Oh, yeah. We live in a crazy, wild, spinning, crazy world, don't you agree? Mm. Okay? So here's the challenge. All by yourself, I want you to make your way back to Aaron and shake his hand uh, all on your own. Yeah. Go! Yes, you might. You might just fall. Um, so it, it might not be pretty. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I can't tell you. However, um, here, just a minute, I want to tell you something, okay? Before you go any further, okay? Keep him mixed up a little bit, okay? Because the world just keeps spinning, doesn't it? Okay? Yeah. Um, so thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. And had I just let you go, it might not have been pretty. No, no it, it could have been bloody. There could be bruises. So here's the challenge. This is us. You understand this, everybody. And we're, we're just naturally living in the dark. But Samuel, would you like me to be your guide and help you back to Aaron? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. yeah, good. Because most of the time, we're pretty stubborn. I can live at my own. I'll be fine. I don't need help, but, but Samuel is wise enough. So l let me just go with you, okay, and I'll talk you through this. Step, 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 floor. We're on the floor now. Isn't that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now um, we're going to make our way back to go see Aaron. And I just want to remind you of Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Anybody know Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6? You know? Trust in the Lord with what? And lean not on what? See, that means you're not going to try to do this on your own, right? Right. Right. You're, you're, going, to, you're going to not lean on your own understanding. That's going to bruise you up. In all your ways, who are you going to acknowledge? Oh, Lord, I need your help. And what will he do as you acknowledge him? He'll direct your what? He'll direct your what? Your path. Hey, guess what, Samuel? Right here is my friend Aaron. Reach out your hand. Yeah. See? Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. But you were willing to accept help. You were willing to admit you needed someone to guide you. Hey, Samuel, well done. Thank him as he heads back to his seat. Can, can I just say, 
We're all walking around with this mask. (laughs) And if you don't ask the Lord for help, if you don't daily say, Oh, Lord, make me hungry for your book, make me willing to seek your way, not my way, it's going to be bloody. We're going to be so bruised up. Can I just tell you, we don't have to live that way. And yet so many followers of Jesus today, they're bloody, they're bruised, the filthy five have infected their lives. Um, There's no peace, there's no joy. Uh, Their marriages are falling apart. Their their children don't want really much to do. Why? Because we've stayed babies and we've believed a lie. I'm not smart enough to understand. Well, you aren't smart enough. But the spirit of truth in you is. It's too boring. You haven't dug in. And I promise you, as you get into the book, it's the most interesting thing in life. Some of you understand that, don't you? And, and I promise you, as you dig in, God's blessing will be, and then you'll start growing and start living it out. Bow your heads. Shut your eyes. And uh, Lord, we just acknowledge that we do live in a pretty dark world these days. We acknowledge, Lord, that without you, we don't do well. Without your book, front and center, some really ugly things take root in our lives. But we just want to say thank you for giving us the pure milk of truth. And Lord, for every person here who knows your son personally, they not only have been given the gift of your word, they've been given the gift of the spirit of truth to help them understand and believe and think and speak and live it out in their daily lives. Lord, some of my friends here are walking through life blind, much like Samuel. They're crashing into things. They're, uh, they're falling into bloody, ugly stuff, malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander. They're confused. Lord, would you help us to realize today that you've given us, your children, the greatest tutor, the greatest teacher ever, the spirit of truth that lives right inside of us. It's one thing just to understand that truth. It's another step to believe it's true. And Lord, I'm praying we'll move beyond even believing it and start actually putting it into practice. Lord, the enemy has convinced some of my friends here your book is too hard for them to understand. He's lied and told them it's too boring for them to bear. Others have believed that they're too busy to dig in and taste and see. 